music. Hello and welcome to Apocalypse Music, the podcast, with me, Hermione Kello, and me, Pia Rose Scattergood. For those of you who don't know us, we're two recent music graduates currently trying to navigate the new musical landscape, which has become rather apocalyptic of late due to COVID-19. Join us as we discuss everything from current affairs to new music and music news. And for anyone listening who's also trying to make things happen at the moment, whether it's composing, listening or curating, we want to hear from you. Talk to us and get involved with the conversation. Hello and welcome back to Apocalypse Music, the podcast. This week, we spoke to Devon-born, London-based singer-songwriter Fon, better known to us as Finn Connolly. His sound spans alt-rock, indie folk and electro-pop with an 80s-inspired twist, which has quirkily been coined prog-pop. Together, we spoke about the genesis of and the inspiration behind his debut single, Good Light In, and the highs and lows of releasing new music during a national lockdown. As ever, you can contact us via our social media pages or on our website, www.apocalypsemusic.co.uk. And while you're at it, why don't you go and check out Finn's social media too, at Fon Music. Finn, massive congratulations on the release of your debut single. Congratulations! Thank you. So exciting. So exciting to have something going on right now, something to look forward to. For people listening who perhaps haven't come across your music before or who don't know you or haven't had a chance to listen to your single just yet, why don't you tell us about it? Well, it's called Good Light In. Um, it was out on the 29th. And yeah, it's, it's a song about um, kind of hope and, and trying to find happiness for yourself. And I think those are kind of themes that we can all relate to, given the global circumstances. Um, not that that's what it was written with in mind, but kind of... Yeah, it felt right to release it now. I've been waiting for a couple of years. It was actually inspired by, you know, the app Headspace? Yes, the meditation. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this one exercise that they get you to do where they, like, imagine light spilling out from you to, like, you know, at first, like, light hitting you and then spilling out to everyone around you. And that was quite um, something that, like, <laughs> I found quite powerful in the third year of my uni. So I ended up writing about that and kind of yeah finding that um hope within yourself when possible it's an ongoing challenge but like that's what the song's about how have you found releasing music like during covid um yeah it's been very strange obviously not being able to gig and not being able to go and meet people i think i found it really difficult in the first lockdown which is why i started my youtube series um live from lockdown and even that was, you know, it was a nice way to be connecting with people, but it's just not the same. And it became quite exhausting after a while, kind of creating in a vacuum. Um, whereas recording, like it, it, it's always been like this for me, you know, you, you get a studio, you, you get a home studio set up and you record whatever's in your head. And then, you know, then it becomes a point where you can collaborate. And that's where it's really exciting. Um, and that's been fine over Zoom. Like Pia and I collaborated on this one. I've sampled one of her works in the introduction. And um, yeah, we were able to do that over Zoom pretty easily, I'd say. Um, would have been more difficult if we'd done it in real life, I suppose. This is your first release under your new name, really, isn't it? Fawn. Yeah. Why Fawn? Um well everyone struggles to pronounce my name um ever since i was a kid it's always been fion or fion or whatever um but yeah and i'd always wanted to 
release under a moniker um and i kind of i played with a couple of different ones um at different points um but there was this one conversation i had with uh my mate david and um and i said to him oh you know it's finn with an o and he said what fon and that always stayed with me as like a, a a funny thing that he'd said and bit by bit it just yeah i just kind of thought it would work as a moniker to release under um yeah. yeah there's loads of puns there so many puns yeah like lots mm. of fawn it turns out uh, <laughs> it turns out a fawn is also like uh a, something i mean it's spelt differently but it's pronounced the same and it's a unit of measurement of sound which i didn't know um so yeah i think at the moment not sure about you finn but the third lockdown has definitely hit hardest for me mm. um at this time i think we just need something uplifting so obviously i know that the topic of mental health is something that really inspires you and your writing and that's something that's particularly prevalent right now isn't it i suppose yeah i mean um i was reading that a lot of a lot of people have developed uh, or have become aware of their struggles with mental health during lockdown um i was uh, I, I've been dealing with my own kind of things for, for a number of years, but of course that's going to inspire, you know, your art when you're creating. Um, but the thing that I wanted to avoid when talking about it was being very negative. Um, you know, you can, you can really struggle, but there are ways that you can approach it that can kind of normalize, um, some of the things that you're going through and, you know stigma around these kind of issues is still really prevalent like a lot of people kind of think oh the combination the conversation's going on um so it's not a problem but for so many people that stigma is still there and you know during this release process i have had people tell me that i shouldn't talk about my experiences which is really interesting um and you know i don't want to set myself up as a as a mental health expert or anything i'm just someone talking about their own experience um but that's why this song, when I when I went about writing it, I wanted to talk about the moments where it is really difficult and you're looking for happiness. And especially that one feeling where you're looking to others to bring you that happiness or to take you out of it. And it, it never quite works. Like you need to do it for yourself or certainly I do. Um, I don't want to preach my message to anyone where that doesn't apply. But um, yeah, really, you know, reaching out for help when you need it and and accepting that as part of the uh, required solution. Yeah, well also so many of us are in isolation, I guess. So it's that moment where actually reaching out to other people becomes more difficult than it ever has to a certain extent because people aren't seeing you on a day-to-day basis and going, oh, I've realised that there's something a bit different with you. Maybe I need to raise your mood. So I think that kind Mm. of music, especially listening to things, listening to people talking about it is probably one of the best ways that people have found to reach out yeah for sure um i mean i don't know how how much experience you guys have with this but like um certainly i'm aware from a perspective of like men's mental health that the conversation has been um becoming more acceptable recently and yet the same thing always seems to happen which is someone says oh you know i'm here if you need to talk and you're like that's great and it's lovely to hear but it doesn't actually make it easier to reach out in the first place um and so especially during lockdown when you're so far away you know it's really hard to bring this kind of stuff up over the phone or on on screen and so you know i'm lucky enough to be living with a couple of people and i can go talk to them um and have a hug 
um, and it be safe. But for those who, who that's or where that's not the case, um, yeah, I, I really feel for those people, and I, you know, want to do as much as I can to bring a bit of happiness into their lives and tell them it might be okay. I think listening and music is such a big outlet for all of us, and I think with you, Finn, what's really credible is that you produce and write all your own music. And what we've seen in the last year or so is a huge boom in the development of home studios and people, you know, kind of building up their own setup. Obviously, you know, you're recording this right now with a beautiful looking mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I know there are lots of people out there who probably are, you know, into songwriting or want to do a bit of, you know, recording from home, but maybe don't have the same facilities. Mm. What would your advice be for someone who's starting out and wants to, you know, maybe have a go? Um, I would suggest, you know, starting small. It can be really tempting when you're getting into music recording to go big, but you really don't need to. Um, I would say that all you really need to start off is um, some kind of computer, because that's essential. Um, a DAW, um, and there are a lot to choose from, but um, my advice would be start with GarageBand or Logic Pro. Um, some people really like Ableton, um, but yeah, Logic Pro is the one I go for. Um, a good mic and some headphones, and that's all you need to start off. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about needing a really good MIDI keyboard, but I use musical typing on my computer a lot of the time, and I like arrange by hand because you're going to need to quantize everything anyway kind of fix it all in post so it's almost easier for me to arrange in real time without a midi keyboard um so yeah my advice would be start small and experiment with with sounds and and developing a kind of a a, a sound to work in because people yeah. yeah people might not know this about finn's music from you know the off chance but you know looking into some of the production you've done before you actually record a lot of sounds in your house don't you i mean you did this series last year where you had like a beer can and making sounds and taking found objects from around the house and it's that really sort of mm. experimental diy ethos which i think we've seen a lot of in in contemporary music making um in more recent years as well which is actually quite nice Maybe like a positive mm. way of looking at, you know, you're <laughs> stuck in the house, being stuck in the house. <laughs> Anything can be music, really, yeah. can't it? Well, I think I think that's true. Like, um, and limitation can be a really, really good inspiration in in create, especially with with production. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, there was one track that I used a cider can to create all of the drum beats, and like, uh, yeah, I even did one version where it was like all the instruments were a, a cider can, like distorted in different ways. Um, which was fun, um, but like, yeah, more recently um, I've been sampling around the house to like add to my beats and I think that's quite a, a common producer trick is like, you don't just want to be using your MIDI samples, you want to be kind of fiddling with real world sounds because it makes everything a bit more absorbing. One of my favourites is um, in Bon Iver's IMI, he uses a, a piece of cardboard scratching along a, like a table or something and it's just like it's so it sounds so different and it's all layered in together and it's incredible but it's a very natural sound in life I guess mm. I think people also underestimate just how good voice memos are like the microphone in your 
iPhone is so good. Mm. And I think I was talking to some people who said that they do all of their interviews for like News of the World and stuff, mm. still using an iPhone rather than like a dictaphone or a proper microphone, because actually the technology that we have normally is really quite shockingly good in comparison mm. to what people have had in previous years. Yeah, so. I mean, Jacob Collier just released um, a track that was just a voice memo from his iPhone um, on Spotify. And it's lovely. It's such a lovely track. And you wouldn't, I don't think you'd really realise it, that it was recorded in that way. Also, it gives that um, that kind of DIY feel that, that a lot of people are really into at the moment. And, you know, because it's so hyper compressed, um, it can create some really nice textures. I can't remember who I was talking to, but... I was talking to someone who'd recently done drum recording on their iPhone mic and like the snare that they were using was all like only mixed with an iPhone mic because it was so boxy and they wanted to get that like texture and yeah I think the innovation of regular technology is fantastic um in fact on Good Light In there's an introduction like not in in the intro to the song not in when it was trees but um on the intro to the song there's like this clip from Sydney Cummings, um, because during lockdown, um, my girlfriend was doing lots of workouts in the room and always does these video <laughs> workouts. And it was kind of like the backdrop to to my lockdown. So I recorded off my laptop mic, you know, the sound of Sydney Cummings doing a bit of a workout and, and put it into the track just as a little, a little Easter egg. It's quite low down in the mix. Yeah. Do you have any kind of like top tips for staying creative during lockdown? Obviously, there's so many people who are kind of struggling to stay motivated and you've literally released and like released a track during lockdown. Have you found anything kind of helped you with that at all? Um, so I've I've had a couple of people who are also creating and we meet every couple of weeks to talk in like a peer support type thing which was really really helpful and it, it kept me accountable um and then I've started not journaling but like writing down to-do lists and ticking things off and making sure I'm keeping up with what I what I want to do um and that's the thing is that in lockdown it can be really easy to think what's the point you know what's the point in doing this and it's never going to go anywhere but um I've tried to keep the goal in mind of like you know, I will do this thing at this point. Um, and that's, that's allowed me to release uh, it this January. Um, I was really scared it wasn't all going to come together, but it did. And it was fine. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try and do the same again. I'll probably have a couple of days off and then start on the next one. Um, but that's the thing, I think, just keeping you know keeping creative when you can and then when you're burnt out stop don't don't keep going if it's if it's becoming something that's more difficult for you um but if it brings you joy then sure you also started your live from lockdown video mm. series didn't you on your youtube channel which everyone mm. should go and check out because not only do they sound great they also look great and super professional as well um I was just wondering what the inspiration was towards the choice of tracks. Um, so the idea was to cover a bunch of tracks that had really influenced my songwriting and my sound, um, and also that might kind of uplift some people during lockdown. Um, at the same time as keeping me sane, you know, it was just something to do in that first lockdown. Um, and so, yeah, I, I ended up recording, I can't remember if it was seven or eight tracks. Um, 
you know, just in one takes. Um, and yeah, I mean, Desperado was probably my favourite one. And that's a song that my dad and I used to sing together um, back home. And I was missing home a lot. I was locked down in London. And so, yeah, I, that that was why I chose that. And then I ended on um, a Japanese house track called Far Away um, because <laughs> I felt really far away from everyone. And it was a song that I was listening to a lot. And it's quite a beautiful song um, and recorded with, you know, lots of vocal harmony. And I thought it would fit that vocoder electric guitar vibe that I've been playing with and yeah I liked it and you also include a lot of bloopers sometimes at the end which I really appreciate not only because they're really funny but because anyone who's done a digital project in any sort of context knows just how difficult they are and how frustrating it can mm. be as a process um, but it actually just shows mm. you know that you know we're all human and it's something that people can relate to I guess yeah. yeah, I will never forget doing my final recital and just having to do it over that stupid recording and just like crying for hours on end and being like, it doesn't sound how I think it sounds in my head. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the not not to you know run too much of a cliche, but um, it the, it's such a thing where on social media or on YouTube everything is perfect and everything is fully produced and you forget that people will have done however many takes or however many selfies before they got that perfect one um and i like you know keeping that human element as you say and and reminding people that it's not polished all the way through has anything been particularly surprising for you about the process obviously it's your kind of first time properly releasing something mm. what's kind of surprised you about the whole um process there's a lot of admin like a lot of admin and um, you end up dealing with lots of, um, I guess, online services that aren't completely optimised and you have to allow that into the planning process. Um, I think also, like, I was surprised by how supportive everyone was and how um, up for being creative and collaborating people were. Um, so, like, the, the artwork is a photo taken by this guy called Kush from India and we met when I was single on Tinder um, and didn't really hit it off in a proper way, but I really liked his photos. And so I messaged him <laughs> being like, can I use one of your track, like photos as, a, as one of my tracks? And he was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't really mind. Um, but I got back in contact with him a month before the release just to be like, look, I just want to check that this is all okay. And at that point he got really um, like into it and started sending me other photos and clips and stuff so I've actually ended up using a couple of those clips in the music video that's going to come out in a couple of weeks um, and yeah it's just this bizarre collaboration um, <laughs> with this stranger but yeah you never know where those collaborations are going to come from I guess yeah exactly you know what? <laughs> everything is a networking opportunity we spoke to our good friend Charlie last week who mm -hmm. got one of his first ever artist liaison gigs um, during a date yeah <laughs> So you just nice. never know where these opportunities are. Yeah. And yeah, speaking of, you know, your video that's coming out in a couple of weeks time, um, talk us through, you know, your, your timeline for the year, because I know you've got loads of exciting things on the way. Mm. So um, this is all sort of COVID willing. Um, but yeah, I've got um, a music video coming out in a couple of weeks. There's actually a video for both of the tracks. So that's exciting. Um, 
and then I'm planning to release my next EP in March um, and then there's a follow-up single and then there's a kind of extended project that'll be out in around July um, and that's all I'm willing to announce currently but um, <laughs> only because COVID might not allow me to stick to my plans but the the July one's really exciting it's a multimedia project um, in Exeter Cathedral with choreographed dancers and sculpture and yeah it should be really really fun if we can do anything in real life and if not we'll have to postpone it I suppose but you know something will happen at some that's point that's so exciting yeah is that your first time working with dancers I'm guessing yes um or movement movement artists yeah yeah it's it's my first time and um we, we've actually all collaborated within the process of uh, like the composition to kind of give her group the um, scope to do all that they can um, and then it's also going to there's the shorter version that's going to be danced to by like community dance groups and that kind of thing um, yeah so it should be a really nice vibe um, yeah are you missing that kind of live side of everything like a lot <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah a lot um, and I don't know I, I, I know that some people started doing kind of um, drive-in gigs um, and I, I'm still wary of actually going and doing anything and how safe it, it all is. Um, so I think for now I'm just going to be rehearsing and doing the odd bit of live stuff on YouTube. Um, but yeah, as soon, as soon as it's safe, I'll be out gigging again and loving it. <laughs> And of course, you're doing an apocalypse session for us, which is I very am. exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I think we're going to hear a bit of that right now. Yeah. Here it is, a short snippet from our second ever apocalypse session. An exclusive acoustic rendition of Fon's debut single, Good Light In, recorded especially for us live from lockdown. Enjoy. <laughs> Pretty printly in technicolor An image of me or my twin brother I'm brother-lover-see My sisters are my company Blues and greys are the best to paint me An image of my melancholy that was yesterday oh, I'm trying to find another way Fon's debut single, Good Light In, is out now on all available streaming platforms. Head over to our website www.apocalypsemusic.co.uk to check out Fon's Apocalypse Session and also stay tuned for plenty more content coming soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website apocalypsemusic.co.uk and email us with any questions or recommendations on apocalypsemusicsite at gmail.com. You can find all the links to our social media pages below or on our website, so be sure to follow as we have plenty of content on its way and you don't want to miss out. Music. Music. Music.